Hey, man, what day is it? Uh, well, potentially based on the first thing that sprung to my mind, I, I, uh, thought it would be the day that, uh, uh, something gets burned to the ground, but, uh, 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 well, some people, some people call it Tuesday, uh, May, uh, 16th, 2023. What um, is this word? Tuesday? It's, uh, some people think it's plural because it's the second day of the week. So it's multiple and that's why it's two, but obviously it's spelled differently. But, uh, sometimes, uh, I think, uh, some people who might be giants had said that, you know, you're, you're better off asking the Turks, but in terms of days of the, the week, you may be better off speaking to, uh, um, Romans, I think, maybe Greeks, one of the two. One of the Tuesday. Yeah. Very nice. Yes, yes. But I know a uh, public domain, uh, uh, female-centric bears that people think are males that uh, are famous are only wearing red shirts uh and their little little pig friend are frequently let you know today is the day that you burn you uh you burn uh martin freeman down you know what you do what you do but uh, i tell you what uh, i tell you what i heard the other day and you may be able to elaborate on this uh is it true that you have to know when to hold them and know when to fold them and then you are, in fact, not supposed to count your money at the table. Well. And walk away when the deal is done and whatnot. Could you be more specific? Well, strangely, uh, I think it was pre well, yeah, pre COVID, it would have had it been. Uh, I was, uh, traveling, hold on. Okay. So yeah, it was, um, I think it was, uh, later, later on. I don't know. I was, I was traveling a lot back then, but I know it was a warm summer's evening and I, I um uh you know uh usually you know you end up at the airport or driving and I like a good road trip. I'm a road tripper, you know, uh as they say. And uh but I was I was on a train, you know, and I'm trying to remember where I was, and I guess you just say it was a train bound for nowhere. I met up with a gambler. You know, which is an odd thing to happen that you bump into a, a fella who makes a living gambling. And uh and you never you ever have those experiences where you're just too tired to sleep? Yeah, man. I think that was a situation we were both having to deal with. And so we ended up just taking turns staring out the window into the darkness, the vast, vast darkness uh of, of the night. 
and uh, boredom uh, uh, overtook us. And then he, he finally began to speak because I guess he decided that uh, he, you know, um, you know, boredom overtook him. Otherwise, it was dark on the train. And he said, uh, he said, son, I've made a living. This is very specific that I remember that he said this. He said, son, I made a living, a, a, a life, I should say, out of reading people's faces because they're very expressive. I don't know if you know that, but the face and the eyes, it's a window to the soul. Um, and knowing uh, what the cards were by the way they held their eyes, which is uh, fascinating. Again, I don't know how reflective it would be. Uh, the images in the eyes. I feel like that's what they would do with serial killers, uh, victims, if they hadn't taken their eyes out. They would try to see if there was a reflection. I think that was a big thing 100, <clears throat> well, maybe longer, 150 years ago in you know, the, uh, the old 19th century in England. I think that was a plot point. But so then he said to me that uh, he said, if you don't mind uh, me saying, uh, that he could see I was out of aces. And then, and this is pre-COVID because I was still uh, uh, dabbling in the booze. He said, for a taste of your whiskey, I'll give you some advice. And I thought that was an odd, you know, like, like, like all of a sudden it became a transactional situation. So he did he want to, you know? was he being coy? Did he just want like a cap full? of whiskey to taste or oh no 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 i had it in my bottle and he drank down my last swallow oh man then then he bummed a cigarette and then he asked me for a light uh, did, so, did you smoke it for him no 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 but the night got deathly quiet and which made me think it was a dream or he was a ghost because his face lost all expression Ooh. and he said he said, uh, if you're going to play the game, a boy, which might be where Nintendo got the, the thing from, he said, you got to learn to play it right. And then he had this series of rules and observations um, about uh, the, the, the process. And he said, A, you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away, which depending on which, how much fluid you've taken in or if you have restless leg syndrome, I mean, you got to move around and do stuff. Uh, and you got to know when to run, which uh, this is, again, before all this rash, rash of uh, alt-right people and, and MAGA fascists engaging in uh, these mass shootings. Um, but specifically, he said, you never count your money when you're sitting at the table, uh, which is good, good advice, you know, because other people might pull out a gun and that's when you have to uh, know when to run. But then he said, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. And I said, that's interesting. And he said, oh yeah, every gambler, which I guess when you're not a gambler, you don't know these things. He says, the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away and knowing what to keep. Which uh, having just said that and recalling that conversation with the guy, uh, really emphasizes other bad choices I've made in my life for not throwing things away a lot sooner than I should have. Because uh, uh, every hand's a winner, it turns out, and and conversely, every hand's a loser. Hmm. And then to put a cherry on this delightful exchange, guess, guess 
well, I'll just tell you what he said. He said, and the best thing that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. Right? So, was there a timeline strangely enough. Like the, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fu funny enough, you mentioned that. So he finished speaking. He turned back to the window, crushed out his cigarette, a.k.a. the one he bummed from somebody else, mm -hmm. and asked for a light, and drank all my whiskey. And uh, faded off to sleep. Well, somewhere in the darkness, because as I mentioned earlier, it was very dark outside the train. Uh, the gambler, he broke even. And in his final words, I, I found an ace, I would say, that you, uh, I could keep. But, uh, but I just thought that was odd. Uh, odd series of uh, confluence of events. Did you so, contact? So, uh, do you have any? Say again. Did you contact Sam and Dean Winchester to salt the guy's bones because clearly he's an apparition? I didn't. I didn't. I. I. Uh, I never. Did they? Did they? I've seen one episode of that. Was have they had seventeen or twenty seasons of that show? Um, I don't know how many they had. Man, did you not watch that show for real? Uh, I literally saw one. Okay, literally on Google, the first thing that says people also ask, and the first thing it says, I'll just read it out loud because it's. Ridiculous. They said, are there only 15 seasons of Supernatural? <laughs> I remember about season nine. I'm like, they got one more year in them. And uh, I was right. In the, in the direction they were going, it had run its course. But then they got, uh, they just found inspiration and, and uh, had a couple of strong years there to finish off. I love that show, man. Absolutely love, love, love Supernatural. I went to take it behind the school and let it get me pregnant. Well, pretty soon, pretty soon in North Carolina, you're going to have to. Um, uh, what was the magic? I mean, was it, was it, uh, did it have kind of a sword and sorcery element to it? And with that, literally it was, did it have various kinds of supernatural things and not like. Yes. Yeah. I mean, to begin okay. with, it became your normal folklore, you know, just vampires and things like that. Uh, and then it moved on into uh, true dogma of uh, various mythologies but mainly Christian mythology, and uh, and they they just did brilliant things with it, man. It was great writing. <laughs> it was silly acting. Uh, they had rock and roll in it. Well, now you're speaking my language. It, uh, yeah, man, that show kicked butt. It really did.
shows like uh, Sleepy Hollow or was it Sleepy Hollow was? Mm-hmm. I know Sleepy Hollow was a show, but the Brothers Grimm, uh, that or the that TV show, it had knockoffs. Is what I'm getting at. Not very well, but that's what I'm getting at. And uh, they all sucked in comparison. Oh, okay. So you think, are they streaming somewhere? I'm sure Supernatural's somewhere. I mean, 15 friggin' seasons, man. They That's great for syndication. Okay, yeah. But it, I mean, the writing in it is phenomenal. And while there's too much, look, I get it. They they just said I get it all the time, uh, but those two guys played wonderfully off each other. Uh, it it just it's worthy in my opinion. What. Uh... What are some shows that you think uh, really jumped the shark and stayed around way too long? Hmm. You go ahead and start while I ponder such a thing. Well, I've never seen... I, I would say NCIS has done an amazing job, and I haven't watched it. I mean, after Michael Weatherly left, I kind of didn't I mean I think the main reason I started watching NCIS because I avoided it for a long time because my brother liked it and he doesn't have very good taste in anything and um, so I never got into it but then people said that the, the Michael Weatherly's character on the show had reminded them of me Anthony Denozo, you know that Robert Wagner showed up later playing his father um, on the show but uh but then I saw it, and I'm like, "Oh, this is really funny!" Like, I get, I get this. This is funny, and that it was. Um, I was never super into Mark Harmon, but it was not a, that I didn't like Mark Harmon. I just, just a couple characters. You know, I remember when I was a kid, he was in, um, I think, the movie Summer School. Yeah. You know, and so, but also, I was like seven or eight, so I didn't, or maybe younger than that. So, like. You know, when you're a kid, you don't necessarily connect with adult, grown-up characters in in in, in uh, cinema or, or media or whatever. But um, but I just had a like he was in uh, season three of the West Wing and he was good. But for some reason, I don't know if it's just the way it ends up for his character on the show. But I just always. I thought it was an interesting storyline he had on the West Wing that kind of got people thinking he would be good for this other role on um, on um, NCIS. But uh, but then I just got into it later, and 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 really just think he's done amazing. And I think maybe he never played a character that expansive before as, as what they were able to do. I mean, in CIS, I, I, 
thought did an amazing job of, and maybe it's the same kind of thing um, that uh, the Supernatural did, having never seen it, but where they were able to just take, and maybe it's one reason I always like Lovejoy, but to take, you know, that it was a comedy drama and that it was a, you know, procedural show, but that it was a show where you thought you, the viewer, were, uh, that it welcomed you to feel like you were part of the experience and that you were the, you know, I guess in basketball, the sixth man, you were the sixth person, you were the, um, you were, you were actively solving the crime and going through these life experiences with, um, uh, the characters on the show, but they were able to basically take very identical scenarios and exposition pieces with, you know, this Marine or this Naval officer, Air Force, officer, you know, you could start basically with the same premise and they could have uh, multiple different scenarios that were the solutions, you know? So even if the, you know, you had one episode a season where basically the opening of the show is basically the same, right. You know, over the course of 20 seasons, uh, the way it played out or how it went or how the story unfolded, which I guess law and order was very similar as well. The original law and order. And I, I haven't watched a lot of the other, the other law and orders in the last few years, but, but, um, but I started again randomly the other week watching because they brought, you know, law and order prime back. Uh, so I started kind of watching that again, which was better than I thought it was going to be. So, uh, um, but that they were able to do like really interesting, really smart writing, um, you know, which I guess the thing that people don't understand, every you know, all the right wing people have their you know, abnormal puckering and fear over uh the idea of unions, but then they don't understand that writers are the ones creating all these journeys that they go on. And uh and for better or worse, you know, a lot of their you know, and the, the the media content that they erroneously latch onto because they, again, erroneously think that it represents them when it doesn't. Um, you know, the uh, Marvel and the, the Frank Castle character and all that—that that these clowns, you know, hyperbolic right. military law enforcement—you know, want to bastardize and rape the shit out of that that punisher logo and they when the punisher is completely against them and what they believe in and and they're uh, yeah he's not trying to punish punish uh liberals he is killing cops dirty dishonest corrupt yeah yeah um, i don't understand the distinction between any of them yeah. Well, and he also 
when people on the right, uh, he's, 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 the Frank Castle character is aggressively anti-fascist. But, the, you know, unfortunately, it's been adopted by people who have a hard-on for fascism. and um, you know, a, What's really funny fun. about all of that is our new fascists don't understand that they are indeed fascists. They don't even know the meaning of the word. Well, probably because it's in written in a book. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So now being, you know, Antifa certainly has its issues. But uh, the second that somebody mirrors their tactics, all of a sudden those people are evil. But they can't connect the dots. Yeah, well, it's funny. I mean, the same thing, uh, and I just saw a headline that, uh, back to, to your point, that Ron DeSantis had pointed out that, uh, well, when I say pointed out, I mean, he's he's quoting other people. He's quoting Joe Scarborough, who points out on a regular basis, keep voting for Trump, he... You'll, he's he's a five time you know he's cost you five election cycles in a row, um, and so DeSantis now is well the Republican Party has a culture of losing, you know, <clears throat> keenly keenly uh, obviously or oblivious I should say to uh, to the point that it's him and people like him who are the losers who are facilitating the losing and uh well it's a little different on the on the the level he's at in the national election of a president it's harder to gerrymander you know the whole state votes for for the <clears throat> governor it uh more difficult to gerrymander a governor's race. And that's why they lose. But when you can rig elections through how you draw the map, it's uh, much easier for the, man the minority to gain power. Because that's the only reason they have any. If everything, if, like, one thing we need to go to ranked elections anyway because that's the only way we're going to beat the two-party system and uh maybe go to you you vote for the top candidates for senate and house and state and uh get assigned areas because, I mean, gerrymandering is a problem. The Democrats did it. The Republicans mastered it. And now we need it to go away somehow. And it's going to be incredibly difficult. Uh, maybe go to a grid. Just a straight up grid of some kind. And, uh, I don't know. It's going to be difficult to overcome the the state politics and elections 
because well, whoever controls it now has a really good chance of keeping control, regardless of what the populace thinks. Well, and because and, uh, that's been a big thing for, for those of y'all living outside of North Carolina and those of you who don't pay attention to jack shit within the state of North Carolina. Um, the, and this, this, most of the stories I just pulled up, uh, I'm trying to obviously find the most uh, up-to-date uh, content to, to communicate here. On this platform, most of the stories came from uh, April 28th of this year, but uh, the... Uh, North Carolina Supreme Court uh, rules that it can't weigh in on partisan gerrymandering. And there's another nonsense picture of Tim Moore, who, uh, strangely, I remember suddenly everybody forgot that a couple years ago, people thought that uh, his uh, proverbial goose was cooked and he was going to jail, but nobody talks about that anymore. Um, but uh, so basically Friday's uh, decision will bolster the GOP-controlled General Assembly's ability to craft state and congressional districts that favor Republicans in the 2024 election and uh, long-term grant the legislature's sole authority in drawing future political maps. Uh, I'll go back again, and I know I've said this, and I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but also I'm like... You know, yes, people have jobs. Yes, people have responsibilities. But sometimes there are large groups of people going out of their way to, to screw you. Uh, and uh, Pat McCrory had no power when he was governor. Tim Moore, uh, uh, forgive me for not, for my brain going blank. Uh, uh, Phil Berger, uh, all the Republicans in the uh, state legislature basically neutered him. And uh, his brand was politeness. And also, if he stood up to them, they would have probably tried to have him removed from office and stripped of all power. But he had some other issues, personal issues outside that I think maybe they were trying to lord over him, uh, which is not an excuse, but also... Uh, numerous, numerous factors in there, but basically, um, this New York, uh, North Carolina Supreme Court overturned its past ruling because now on the North Carolina Supreme Court, there's more Republicans who obviously want Republicans to take away people's rights and uh, make North Carolina a, you know, a whiter Christian, uh, uh, aggressively evangelical place to live, where it's you know, no art, no theater, no creative process just you know factory workers or farm labor hands and some some uh, boss masters type uh, thing but uh but yeah unfortunately i mean that's you know the, their their behavior is an active engagement to eliminate people's um uh opportunity for uh uh for democracy to be shared but yeah and i it was two or three weeks ago. Um, there's some friends of mine who, who are trapped in an old way of thinking, and, uh, and they know they're wrong because they lose their mind anytime I start to explain the modern world to them. Uh, but they, you know, had this issue about uh, well, why you got 
why is he racist if you gotta gotta have an ID to vote? It's like, well, until we adjust things, and I think actually there's something in the in the on the floor being debated right now. Uh, to get IDs, state issued IDs, you have to show up at the DMV. You have to have proof. You have to, you have to get there. Uh, but not everybody can get there. Some of those people don't have cars. If the same people that were saying the, 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 you know, Oh, well, you always have to have an ID, which of course I'm not against people proving who they are. I think they should have to prove who they are, but I don't think it should be difficult to prove who you are. Uh, there should be a, a mobile, you know, a, a, a bus that goes around or a large van. Publicly that, funded one at that. 100%. 100% that goes into communities where people are underserved. Yes. Validate who you are, and then they will print you an ID. Uh, well, I think people, I think there should be active public. Uh, uh, the public transportation should be specifically used uh, to take people to, to, to voting and polling places. Well, also, also, I'm fine with all that, too. But I think it should start the, with people born the day after the law goes in effect. And then in 18 years, you're, you're you know, taken care of. Uh, I don't think that something as fundamental as the right to vote is you're born into it period the way you're born into the voting process you should maintain that right and the fact that they go how is it racist the question I ask is well explain to me the process uh, 50 years ago of getting an ID and then they have no idea and then I ask well why are you so adamant about something you're so ignorant about and then they lose their minds well that's their entire that's 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 the that's the, that, that's the fabric of their lives is ignorance it is and it, and it's a choice Again, because you know you're taught and it's drilled into you uh, to have the you know the faith of a child. Don't have intellectual development. Don't question what's in the Bible. Don't question this. Don't question that. Blind faith, submission, no independent thought. Well, and it's about how do I feel about something instead of what do I know about something. You know, we all feel that that police should do their job and not be murdered doing it. But that's not the reality of what police have become. You know, we all feel that we should help our neighbors. But uh we're not always as qualified to help our neighbors as that beautiful sentiment would imply. And those complexities don't come into play when you're using platitudes. You're using this broad brush 
to paint this picture of of a potential utopia, but you know it's just not reality. And I think that's what boils down to it that they imagine the reality. I I worked with somebody while we were talking about such, and she just blurts out, "Well, I believe that Christians are going to start being murdered." Now I'm just thinking, ah, so they get to be included into the group of everyone else that is just being murdered by your standard Christian. And and well, murdered by who? That's my that's my question. Does she mean by other who's who's who? Yeah, I mean that's a wonderful wonderful question, but uh, I wish I'd asked it. But the look on her face was just, you know, she was just regurgitating what what whoever she's listening to said. I mean, you don't even hear that kind of shit on Fox News. Not to that extent. Oh, I've heard. I've absolutely. When I was a, I mean, when I used to be a conservative, I mean, that was exactly the kind of stuff they were talking about. I mean, fo- uh, were they were they going that uh, uh, detailed or were they saying they're after us? Oh, both that, that if, you know, I mean, literally it was the propaganda of, uh, well, if we don't preemptively strike there, we, you know, if we don't protect America by preemptively striking and them, you know, those, you know, others, uh, who are not like us. Yeah. They, they are preemptively striking. They, they realize that. Not only is the white race doomed because white people aren't having enough children to maintain the re, uh, the race or the color of the skin. I, I really want to get out of calling different humans different races. Um, why is that based on one aspect? But anyway, uh, they know that that their culture is uh, run its course. I won't call it failed. I won't call it anything other than it is being selected by nature to go away. Yeah. Well, and that's just, that's terrifies them. Yeah. Well, I, and I get it. I get it. But also, I mean, I think there's a number of things in in there to unpack, but I, but also in the history of the world, that's just how things go. Number one. Number two, that belief system they're expressing should be a huge is if that's not the biggest red flag to let you know that the values they claim to espouse and they claim to hold are a fraud and a lie and that they don't believe them. If they authentically had this spiritual belief system they claim to have, they would never, ever separate, segregate, remove, divide anything based on race. If they believed we were spiritual beings, if they believed we had souls, they would never. And I'll try not to yell here, but I'm being emphatic about this because it's it's really disgusting and i mean the bad kind of filth if you believe 
that we're souls and we're spiritual beings, then the bodies, the meat suits of bones and organs that our souls temporarily happen to inhabit are spacesuits. Are you telling me if you were an astronaut on another planet, you would be talking shit to somebody because of the, 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 the color of their spacesuit? And then you would wonder why the mission would fail and everybody would die? This is why you would think if hell is a real place, these people are, are going to burn there. Because they are actively uh, engaging in behavior, gaslighting themselves, creating yeah, yeah. failures. Anyway. And so I, I, swear to, I, I swear to whatever force in the universe to have, have been at memorial services, funeral, whatever you want to call them, and these clowns who claim to believe, who, who don't know what they believe, they're just sheep. They have no intellectual integrity. They have no developed intellectual thought process. Ever. They've yeah, never... Yeah. The, there's but let no, me let me just no let me let me finish this thought real quick. But but if they believed we were spiritual beings, the phrase, "Oh, she'll have a new body," they'll have a new body, a new healthy body, would never come out of their mouths. And and at some point, I'm not saying I'm going to do it because I don't care about these people enough to to whatever. Somebody needs to be there to punch them in the face when they say shit like that because they're idiots. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, well, you know, it's, this is going to sound crazy coming from me. (laughs) Impossible. Impossible. (laughs) I'm, I'm wanting a a little phrase that was popular 20, 30 years ago to come back. What would Jesus do? And then, you know, when they say, well, we would close our borders. No, no. Well, we would let people starve. No, no, no. We would kick the homeless out of their camps. Nope. No. Just everything conservatives stand for will not hold up to what would Jesus do. Well, Jesus would do the opposite of what they're doing. Because they're full of crap and and they're horrible people. I really wish that they would become more Jesus like and not exist. But I digress. Oh, I got some in future news for you. Um, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I predict, and I'm even going to name the company. I predict Anheuser-Busch will be sold back, or in future news, you will hear Anheuser-Busch will be sold back to an American company, and they will go alt-right-ish. Uh, if not full Nazi, and it will be Yingling that buys them. Is Yingling an alt right company? Uh, well, I mean they're certainly embracing the opportunity to to take over Bud Light's marketing or market share. Okay, I guess um, since I got out of you know, I think we're day five hundred and twenty-two now. I just don't keep up with alcohol or marketing branding. Congrats on that. But yeah, okay. I don't I don't really know uh their philosophy. 
but they get are getting a lot of love in the alt-right movement against Bud Light. And, uh, you know, I think all companies are alt-right if it makes them a profit. Yeah, I... I, I enjoyed, I mean, Yingling was a good, it's so funny that they would go to Yingling because Yingling um, has uh, the beer, uh, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not in favor of the all right, but Yingling, I thought just had a much more developed flavor palette and just had character and was interesting uh, for, for an American beer, you know, before it was almost like the microbrew brew before there was microbrew. Well, but, it um, very much was, and is. But, uh, but I almost think, like, the people that are upset about the Bud Light thing, uh, Yingling's too much woman for them. Yingling's too much beer for them because they're used to drinking, you know, carbonated piss water uh, well, yeah, of Bud Light. Yingling, and then, Yingling yeah. won't change the formula. They'll just have the, the uh, stout reputation to pull it off you know it it won't be Coors because they would just shutter the beer and have their own form of piss water you're you're a you're a you're a couple years ahead of me was Coors oh I guess I guess I guess Cobra Kai brought it back was Coors was that is that supposed to be the champ? Is that the line? It's a champagne of beers. Was it big in the eighties about that? Well, uh, what made Coors was Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, beer. oh yeah, I love. Well, you, you know, I love, I love Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, you couldn't. The beer had a limit on its uh, uh, alcohol per volume (APV). Right. And Coors, you know, everything sold, I guess, west of the Mississippi was like it is now or something like that. I don't know. I was very young. But the talk of the town was, hey, I got some cores, you know. <laughs> yes. It, it really was. So smoking the bandit and everybody's like, what is this more alcohol beer they're talking about? I I don't know. That's why that's why I started drinking Ice House. When I uh, when I started drinking in earnest, as my first marriage was ending, and uh, other activities were curtailed, I wanted the most alcohol per beer because I didn't want to drink a lot of beer. That changed, and it's funny now because you know I'm joining in on the the uh, it's been. Four months since I've had a drink, and uh, oh wow, congratulations! That's great. Not that I'd I'd stopped drinking, you know, like with intent a, a while back, but it, it reached a point to where the people I was hanging out with, we didn't talk about how many beers did you drink. We talked about how many hundreds of ounces of beer did you drink you know we were drinking 32 ounce grandes at the local mexican restaurant and uh but 
I want beer. Like if I were to start drinking again, I would love to have a 1.5 or 2%, you know, because I enjoy beer now, but I don't enjoy the alcohol buzz like I used to. So I've, I've gone full, full circle on the, instead of drinking the heaviest content, I want to go with the lightest content. Yeah, people still, I think they're trying to be polite, but they'll, 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 I'll show up places and they'll be like, well, I've got some non-alcoholic beer. And I'm like, well, thanks, but I fucking hate beer. I mean, I wouldn't drink. Yeah. I mean, you know, the last two or three years I was drinking alcohol. I mean, I just, just scotch and bourbon and uh, uh, vodka. I mean, well, the maybe. Wife, the yeah. wife likes non-alcoholic beer uh, as a transition of fighting that urge. And I imagine it does help for people that enjoy the taste. A hundred percent. Yeah, I just lost my taste. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and my taste in beer got curtailed quite a bit as I developed diverticulitis, which is weird. You know, I haven't been on a roller coaster in decades because even though I wasn't ill that day, somehow having diverticulitis made roller coasters extremely uncomfortable you know i enjoyed roller coasters not a you know i'm not afraid of them or anything like that but uh in certain taste will mess me up like one just the sensation of that instant of any flavor and that and a lot of beer does that uh so no more micro brews for me. No more, no more Yingling. I used to drink Yingling. I I just the taste of it instantly triggers something in my gut, and we just have no idea even now in our advanced medical state that's been uh, uh, truncated by years of religious ignorance. So we should be more advanced than we are, but still. Our guts control us in ways that we just don't comprehend. It controls our mood. It controls what we, you know, what cravings we have for food. You, know, you got to get that biome happy. Do you work on your gut biome on any level? Yeah, that Probably. was a big part. When I got an intermittent fasting, I mean, that was one thing that I had really focused on. Obviously, <clears throat> the amount of alcohol I was drinking. I could not uh, imagine that it was doing good things uh, for my gut health. Um, I do, I mean, I'm into probiotics, but I also try to find uh, foods that I think would naturally do well to... Um, try to facilitate the development of good, 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 good bacteria in the gut. Um, whether it's probiotics, I'm a big, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm keen on trying things or experimenting with different foods or different types of things I think might be good. I'm a huge proponent. And I think most of my life since I was a child, even before I understood the, 
my current way of thinking about it. Uh, I was always a big proponent, um, and I still believe it. I mean, if, if the science ends up showing me enough substantial data that I'm that I'm incorrect, I'll just say, "Well, I was incorrect," but I haven't seen that yet. But that uh, how dare you? How dare you receive new information and change your mind? Well, that's cause I'm a, a, a sinner who can't 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 do no repenting. Um, You're certainly un-American. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Um, uh, me, me, me and Christopher Walken, you know, the Continental. But um, uh, that spicy food, you know, spicy food, various foods from, you know, these just amazing cultural things from around the world. Um. Uh, you know, just different spices and, and, but like, but like hot, hot spicy that would make you sweat. Um, I mean, you don't want right. to get an ulcer or anything, but that, like and I'm, Indian I'm always, curry. oh my God, please load me up, load me up. Um, um, and I get frustrated and I'm uh, me just cause I, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I feel like the, the value of life and that the, the, mission of life and all these things is about, you know, the discovery and the search for new, th- all this stuff. And so, uh, my little place that I like to go that I get curry. I mean, I haven't had it in a long time. Um, cause I just don't go out, you know, as, as much or whatever, but, uh, and I got into certain, what I thought were generally speaking better, not best practice, but better practice eating habits during COVID about cooking at home and making stuff. But, um, but I just felt like I just always wanted more, you know what I mean? And it was like, I just would want, I would, it almost like I would want a heavier sauce with it, you know, but, uh, but it's almost like the amount of, I mean, I, mean, I would control my you know portion control, you know, I would have, try to facilitate good portion control, but I would just like, if I ate as much as I wanted, I'd eat, I'd order four servings, which I've never right. done, but, um, mm-hmm. and I would just want to get just non- you know, throw it in the oven, you know, do all that, crisp it up, put it in a pan, maybe put a little olive oil in there, not to disrupt the flavor, but just to enhance it a little bit, get it crispy. And uh, just, just, and probably just drink bottles of sauce, drink bottles of curry sauce, which always works out well for days. Um, but that, and then, uh, and obviously I would say, you know, don't do too much of this, but maybe every once in a while, I don't do it every day because I I've, I've been in situations where I would do it every day and it, I think uh, the short term negative effects that maybe I wait long term good effects but just you know drinking a shot of uh, apple cider vinegar right um but uh but yeah between that probiotics but that's the other thing I'm a big fan of uh, with intermittent fasting is that I think you have to for good gut health give your give your if you don't have time between meals, your body's not going to have time to digest food. And if you're overwhelming, like it's like that uh, Lucille Ball sketch with the with the the I don't know if it was chocolate, you know, on the conveyor line. Yeah, the or candy conveyor. Yeah, you can't. If your body never has time to digest food, you can't maintain good gut good gut health. Um. So I think that's always. You know, and people always think that I'm being rude or not being a whatever, but it's like, it's, you know, I'll drink coffee and sit with people at breakfast. I'll sit with people 
if they eat an early lunch or a brunch. Um, and I do get angry when people want to book dinner plans. I mean, I, that's one thing with people in my family that they're like, well, we made dinner reservations for seven o'clock. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, seven o'clock. So I'll be nauseous all night or so I'll have to do walk five miles after we eat dinner. What time to help make, you? Uh, if it's just me, I usually, obviously we wake up early to do this show. So if I'm up at 5.30, five hours later is 10.30, whereas that, for most people that'd be two o'clock in the afternoon if they wake up at eight o'clock, you know, or what, you know what I'm saying? Right. Hours are different. I mean, if I, I usually try to, I might end up doing like yesterday. I think I started eating at uh, um, eleven forty-five in the morning, and I finished eating before one o'clock. So you you your IF right now? You don't eat, but during the day. Correct. I mean, like I had to because I was with family over the weekend to eat later. Um, and if you want, and, and for people that say, how do you stay sober? How do you do this? The only thing that really triggers me about drinking is bullshit. I hear from, <laughs> you know, I mean, I had to hear some God, pardon my language, some goddamn nonsense about a dress code about the place we ate. And I'm like, and you're, 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 you're seriously wasting my time. The best dressed person in the, where we live for better or worse. Esquire magazine's 27th best dressed person in the United States. Whenever I submitted for that contest, 15, you know, all this bullshit, you're wasting my time with this dress code shit. Well, why don't you just come out and say, number one, they don't enforce it because all the people that show up at this place, not adhering to the dress code are right wing MAGA religious maniacs. So why don't you just say that you're trying to limit the amount of diverse diversity through this through this nonsense? Just be honest about that. When you say, oh, being up here reminds me of the 1950s, you mean it reminds you of a time when it was just people to look like you and it was the Andy Griffith show. Um, but yeah, if you're going to enforce this thing, it's all these hillbillies who show up who are poorly, who are not dressed correctly. It's not non-caucasian not mine it's 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 your white trash friends who somehow got some money so let's be honest about what we're talking about here anyway but that's the shit that would trigger me to drink and so if people want to be proud of my sobriety it's that i or that i I don't burst out into public acts of violence um it's shit like that so no anyway um not a fa- oh yeah, but I don't like it. Yeah, I try to. Yeah, I just try to eat within a tight window and to not eat outside of that. So your body has time to go through. Uh, um, God, it's been so long since I've even talked about this ketosis or, um, um, but you know, basically where your your uh, ketosis, yeah, ketosis, yeah, yeah. When you're when you're under, I mean, when when I truly hit ketosis, I I was consuming less than. 10 grams of carbs a day. So I was on a, uh, a militant uh, diet as far as <clears> it goes. 
You That's know, amazing. Yeah. Food. Yeah. Talking about food and our uh, cohabitants of this country that are what they are. 40 years ago, 30 years ago, the idea of them eating Mexican food was just communism. You know, it was Russia. Their salsa was too hot. Uh, a jalapeno pepper might as well have been the sun on their tongue. And, uh, and, and look at it now. You know, it is, there's a Mexican restaurant on every corner. So to think that these people can't change is a misnomer in the fact that the change that they, the only thing to, to change them is, uh, is to cater to their every whim. You know, Mexican food is delicious. Eventually they got over their prejudice. It, it's proof that change can happen within this this mindset they have. But uh, I don't know. I just found that interesting. Well, but a lot of that's literally they didn't change. They just died. And their kids like to eat fast food. And so they like Taco Bell. And then they like going to the Mexican restaurant after church. So it's, I don't think it's that, I mean, literally, unfortunately, it'd be cool if they just grew up and adjusted their way of thinking, but that's the big problem. And that's, that's one thing that, I mean, you know, that I do just feel a wave of sadness about is that there's families that the older generations just will never uh, connect with the younger generations because they're so stuck up their ass about their bigoted belief systems and um i mean it, it you know it hurts my heart when i one of my one of my one of my really good friends and who's you know i mean after a few beers has definitely said that you know he thinks of me like a son and all this stuff and i love him to death but he's up his ass has no no desire he's not overtly racist when he meets people but it but he'll get back in this routine about well you know it's just the way i grew up and just the way this and i'm like yeah but it's not who you are in your heart you gotta you're you're not disrespecting your father you're not shitting on your great great granddaddy who lost a war 100 you know you're not you can have your own way of thinking somebody two or three people actually i saw they put on facebook where the local newspaper in the theater uh or arts section of the paper ran a bunch of a bunch of goddamn articles or uh, advertisements for footwear for shoes and then they said this whole thing about, I can't believe it. I can't believe they they don't cover the arts. And I'm like, and they're like, well, what, what, what's going on? And I'm like, well, probably what's going on is y'all didn't pay attention in the last 15 or 20 years. I told you this was what was happening. Right. And I told you people here didn't support artists here. That I told you film festivals here that claim to be you know, that, well, they used to tout themselves as international film festivals uh, that basically told me I wasn't welcome there anymore because I said to somebody one time, I didn't say F those people. I didn't say this. I said, traditionally, they haven't showcased North Carolina filmmakers. And apparently that was like 
burning their house down to, to let people, you know, and then suddenly the year after that, oh, well, we've got North Carolina shorts. Okay, people here, the same reason uh, Camel City Goods that sells T-shirts, they're popular and sell stuff because the people that own the company used to live somewhere else and moved here. If it was a company that was, the people had never lived anywhere else, people would not have supported the company. People here don't support local artists. And, and to be in sessions where they're like, oh, we care about our artists. We've had programs in place for years. No, you haven't. Because as an artist who lived here and other people who are who live here, nobody knew anything about your, your funding program for artists. If it was a thing that was real, it would be advertised and people would know about it. As similarly to when I went to the county Democratic Convention two weeks ago, and they're talking about all this stuff about, well, the delegates in the this. You're not serious. I've read all the emails that went out. I've been to the website. I've been seen all the social media posts. Nowhere does it communicate any of the things you're talking about at this meeting. So don't pretend to tell me that you're better than the people we're running against. Sorry, that, that's indeed. You yeah. know what we need, right? Uh, revolution. We need, oh, well, kind of. We need world peace. Meta world peace. Yes. Yes. Meta world peace is a basketball player. His name used to be Ron Artest. Uh, oh, he changed his name? Yeah, he did. Well, that's interesting. Well, he was that he was a late 90s guy. Uh, was it that? I don't know. Ago? It could have been. He was a baller, that's for sure. All right, man. I think we are, uh, I think we're done. Right on, right on. Well, happy, uh, uh, May 16th, 2023. And, uh, yeah, I got to go to work today. Right on. I just realized I've got three meetings this morning. I have to, I have to go get ready for them. So, all right. I'll catch you later. All right, man. All right. Later. Bye.